Hey guys, it's Mark here from the ETF Tracker Show. And we've got a special one today where we do a follow-up with someone that we've already interviewed because we had some more questions. And this is a questions from people in the audience. And so a couple of weeks ago, we spoke to a market maker, Kevin Fierick of Nine Mile Financial. We learned all about the importance of market makers when it comes to ETFs. And after that interview, we had some questions from people asking about the primary and the secondary markets and how the mechanics of that affect ETFs and how Nine Mile play a role in all of that. So uh, it's something that you know is very interesting because when you consider how ETFs work, you, you do need this kind of facility there and you need the ability to uh, have that primary and secondary market. For everyday traders, they just need to worry about the secondary markets, but without that primary side of things, ETFs wouldn't be as useful as they are. So look, I hope that you enjoyed this short but sweet episode and we hope you continue to learn more. Make sure you, you like, share and subscribe. Cheers. And we're back here with Kevin Fierick from Nine Mile Financial. Kevin, thanks for coming back. G'day, Mark. Good to see you again, mate. Good to see you. So we've asked for you to come back and thanks for agreeing on this because we've had a follow-up from the audience, which is a first for me after these, but it just shows the reach with which, you know, your show and some of the other shows have had. And being a market maker, people were actually quite interested in that from the things that we spoke about. But the main thing that people came back with as a question, and I'm hoping you can get into it a little bit here, has been the difference between the primary and the secondary market. What is that all about and how does that work for market makers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's a, it is a really, really good question because ETFs are probably, um, I think they're probably pretty unique in terms of exchange traded products that they have this um, dual access kind of marketplace model mm -hmm. um, and there's specific reasons uh, for that and there's um, specific outcomes that kind of fall out of out of the way that um, those marketplaces operate so um, if I take it um, in the if I maybe just talk about the roles of the different um, the different players in the ETF marketplace so obviously you know if we start at the end investor maybe they're um, they're talking to an advisor or somebody like that and they access the market through what they see typically on the um, ASX in Australia or CHI-X, obviously. So, mm -hmm. you know, they transact on exchange. Um, you know, you don't particularly care about who's on the other side of that trade Yeah. Uh, in, in, in most cases. Um, and you buy your ETF and, and that's kind of it, really. You know, it settles and it's in your account and you, you look at the price as, as you go forward in time. Mm. Um, but for... But that doesn't, that doesn't have any interaction with the actual fund issuer. So, you know, your Vanguards, your BlackRock, CTF Securities, they're not involved in that transaction. So how they actually get funds into the ETF um, is through um, this primary uh, market. Mm -hmm. And the primary market is a, it's a relationship between the, the fund issuer um, and a designated set of what is called authorized participants or APs. Mm -hmm. um, and APs are, um, they have a relationship with the issuer and they have an agreement that they can buy or, 
well, cred or redeem is the um, is the terminology. Mm. Cred or redeem kind of wholesale units of the ETF. Um, market makers are often authorized participants or FEs, but they don't have to be. Um, okay. We, not Miles Financial, as a market maker, we, we are APs with a whole bunch of issuers um, in Australia that we deal with. Um, but we can also uh, interact and um, utilize the career redeem process through a third party authorized participant. Okay. And that's, that's not very unusual either. So sometimes market maker is an authorized participant, sometimes they're not. Um, an authorized participant is its own kind of role within the ecosystem. Um, and it is their um, is their role to yeah, <clears throat> to deal in these wholesale kind of block units of ETFs. Now, typically, there might be fifty thousand shares or a hundred thousand shares that wow. they'll buy in one block, mm -hmm. um, and those those blocks will trade at the um, you know I think in the last podcast we talked about the net asset value of the fund, yep. um, and the, these wholesale blocks will trade at the at the agreed net, net asset value or NAV at a particular point in time, usually something like the end of the trading day. Um, the two parties will agree what, what that value is, um, plus some kind of fee that the issuer may charge to um, to issue those block units of the of the fund. Mm -hmm. um, so for a market maker, this is this is a super important facility for us. We can't really do our job without access to this whole to this wholesale market. Yeah. Um, you know, if we take the example of a new fund listing, mm. um, typically Nine Mile will go and, and use a create facility. So we'll go and create and we'll offer up uh, the a basket of securities that reflect that that fund or even cash. Um, and we'll create that unit. So that'll get cash into the issuer's fund and it'll get, say, 100,000 units of the fund into nine, mile, nine miles accounts so that we can go and sell that on, on market to the end investors. So as in end investors, um, you know, day one of an ETF, they go into the screen. Mm. You know, there's, there's offers there for people to sell. People are selling those ETFs. Um, you know, they're not other investors that have bought them because, you know, they had no access to buy them. Yeah, it's yeah. just listed. It's, it's market makers and other people who may have access to the primary market that have gone and, and created those units um, in the fund and, and now are offering to sell them to the end investor. Um, <clears throat> well, that's pretty interesting. The um, creation redemption process is one of the key attributes of uh etfs that allows them to be that vehicle that they are and i think that not many um retail investors necessarily would uh even understand that or even if they have been around for a while it's just very easy to you know you don't have to worry about the market making you just buy and sell these etfs so i think it's really important for people to, to know this do you guys provide you know information like that i think we had some stuff on the show notes before but on Nine Mile Financial, whether it's the blog or the the website, is there more information if people want to understand this process a little bit more? Just it doesn't matter to them necessarily, but you know they might be curious about all of this. Where would you suggest that they go? Sure, um, we I can't think of anything specifically that we have out there that explains the the mechanisms around the primary ETF market. There is mm -hmm. some great literature. Um, 
uh, Vanguard, I think, um, have a great piece. I can send you a link. And Vanek, yeah. out of memory as well, have a really good one. Yeah. Um, so I can certainly, um, we can we can put those links maybe on the um, on the show notes or whatever. But there's there is some good literature out there from the issuers to explain the kind of mechanics far better than probably yeah. I'm doing right now. <laughs> Um, because it is, um, I'm certainly a visual, uh, a visual learner. It's something it's a nice um, way to get a diagram to see how these um, parallel markets kind of operate in tandem. Yeah. And, um, and there's some really, I guess, important, um, you know, behaviors that, that the primary market, um, uh, consequences of the primary market, because and institutional, you know, market makers or authorized participants can have this option to trade, um, you know, very close to the, the NAV value of the fund. Then mm-hmm. it incentivizes if if there's very strong natural flow. If people suddenly really want to buy into, um, you know, some kind of semiconductor fund or whatever it is, and there's natural um, market pressure for that price to go up. Yeah. And the people who have access to be able to um, buy those wholesale units um, can realize kind of an arbitrage opportunity to sell, and so that that will put kind of equivalent pressure down on the on the sell side of the price, which keeps that's why ETFs, you know, in the main trade very 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 close to NAV. Yeah, they don't tend to drift off like closed end closed end funds can kind of drift away from NAB, depending on the kind of market sentiment of that particular fund. That's mm. not really what we've seen in ETFs, um, certainly through, you know, even through market turbulence, um, as we spoke about before last year. And, um, you know, as, as the market sentiment is kind of whipping around all over the place, the ETFs have really kind of proven themselves that they can kind of trade at a very fair value around NAV um, and the primary market is is kind of a key driver to enable that because um, because yes it in, encourages um, people who have access to come in and get on the other side of those trades and, and can kind of lock in you know some risk-free profit to them so <clears throat> so that's um so that's that that's that's good I think that that's um that helps with the market stability of the product and it helps you know kind of keeps it doing what it's supposed to do. So um, it's an important, it's an important point to know, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you've answered the question uh, quite well there with uh, even some extra bits of information, which will really help anyone that's looking for this kind of stuff to, you know, just uh, understand the markets more so that they know, you know, primarily how it works, primarily primary and secondary there. So we'll put all of that kind of stuff. You just, you know, the words just come flowing. We'll put all this stuff in the show notes, but uh, look, we really appreciate your time again. And I'm sure if we get more questions like this, we'll do more of these kinds of follow-ups with yourself and other guests. So thank you very much again for your time and uh, we'll see and you no next worries, time. Man. I was happy to help. Awesome. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Okay, so that wraps up this shorter episode of the Interviews with Experts, where we've done a follow-up. So it was great to see all about the creation and redemption mechanism that makes ETFs as good as they are. And it's not something that you see necessarily every day, but it's important to understand and realize what is going on there so that uh, you can trade with 
more confidence and just have a better understanding of the markets, especially if you are, you know, interested in ETFs here or overseas, the the process is quite similar. So we thank Kevin, we thank Nine Mile for their time, and we hope to see you next time. So please do like, share, and subscribe. See you later.